Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey! <laughs> this show is called Back of the Saddle with Jillian and Janice. And Jake is with us today. Thrilled. Thrilled. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> What's that supposed to be? Thrilled. Oh, thrilled. No, I mean, I'm very happy to have Jake here. What's in your hair? Um, oh, it's a, ba- it's, a, it's a headband. So I could eat. Is it a headband? Yeah. It's called a babushka, kind of. It's white, neon yellow, yeah. neon pink, and lavender. You know what? I don't know if you know this. Looks a bit like a young child's underwear. That's, that's like you literally rip those off of a three-year-old and put them on your head. And some and sometimes you got to do what you got to do. Mm. Keep your hair back. Okay. To keep the grays back. Got it. But you I had um, some guy you wanted to talk about. Oh gosh. Okay. And I don't know why his name is so familiar. This is a two-parter actually. And the reason I say that is because I. All right. Who knows who David Goggins is? Of course, Jake is going to. Schmans? Well, it, it's very familiar. <laughs> That's fine. That's okay. So I, even at this moment, a little bit know who David Goggins is, to the point that I should probably Google him. Um, I believe he was a Navy SEAL. And, oh, I know who David Goggins is. Yes. Right. Okay. And yes. he's very well known for these ridiculously insane feats of fitness yes like running through the desert and all that stuff mm-hmm. now um i've heard people reference goggins and so here's where i want to say do not form this is part one is don't form an opinion about something really force yourself to avoid it even though i just did this is what i'm saying don't do it force yourself to avoid it or any pre predisposed ideas until you actually look into something. Stick with I don't know. Yes, very good. Okay, stick with I don't know. Uh huh. Don't guess. Don't don't assume. No. Stick with I don't know. And it's like oh I don't like him. Oh he rubs me the wrong way. Like, do you know anything about him? Did you read the article? Did you blah blah blah? Stick with I don't know because. Not because you look like an asshole, which you do, but also because you might be robbing yourself of something interesting there. Yeah. So I, you know, heard about him and I was like, oh, God, just another like crazy lunatic extreme athlete. People are like, oh, Goggins, man. And I'm like, that's a so irresponsible to do to your body. Such bad advice. You know, what demons is he running from? And I never, you know, I was like, all right, yeah, Goggins, okay. And also, once again, another assumption, there's definitely a boys club in what I do. And there's a group. Oh, yes, yes, I'm There's sure. a group of guys, <clears throat> excuse me. and they run in their little group, and yep. it's annoying. 
And I think it's more annoying because I'm never invited to that party. So I'm personally, <laughs> you know, you're like, wait a minute, you picking up on something I said 10 years ago and taking it on like it's yours. And I'm not invited to the party to have the conversation. But you're saying this like it's your piece of information. So, you know, yeah. anyway. Um, all right. The the I feel like I need to give an example and it's really petty because I happen to love the guy. Like I happen to really enjoy this guy, Andrew Huberman who's a neuroscientist at Stanford. Okay. Um, but he's in that group and like you can't get, he, you know, you can't get him on your show and you haven't been on his show, but he'll do an episode on fat loss. And I'm like, I said all of this a f- decade ago, but yeah. now everyone's, you're ne- now they're taking your like, ri- so I kind of already was a little bit like bitchy about that whole group of- And, and little justified. A little bit jealous- a little bit left out, a little bit bitchy about it because I wanted to be a part of the team. And then when I wasn't allowed in the team, I was like, well, fuck them. Anyway, yeah. so I'm saying before you make decisions about things, make sure you're accurate about why you're making the decision. Because at first glance, it might rub you wrong. So no matter what happens, I do like Rogan, period, even though I'm, I'm not <laughs> a guest on his show. It's probably the only show I've never been a guest on. And I love having to think he's I really like him I think he's thoughtful Jake Jake on the other hand was like I don't like him and I was like why hey, go ahead tell me but you've never listened this is my point you don't listen to Rogan his I've listened to some Rogan I've not okay, never okay. listened okay his what he's responsible for like what though the 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 generation of like Guys that don't form their own opinions, that just parrot something that someone else has said, that just stand around the Brazilian jiu-jitsu, that because it's cool kind of guys, the, you know, the the mushrooms because it's cool kind of guys, and Joe Rogan said it and shit like that. Like, yeah, a lot of the stuff that he says is cool and, and thoughtful, and he brings a lot of, like, great arguments to the table and things like that, but he's created just, like, a very broy, douchey gang that at all costs protects him and talks about him and and it's become their identity it yes. becomes these people's personality okay. i totally I, agree I with you i do this. see the protects him at all costs kind like, of thing and i have seen it you know broy yes like liking joe rogan as your personality for some of the, for it. a lot of these I young men that. but then i would not like that young man cuz i got to say when i listen to rogan i hear a guy that can admit when he's wrong I hear a guy that has the ego strength to let shit go. I hear a guy that's searching and looks at both sides. And there are times I don't agree with him. He had this guy on with a carnivore diet and, you know, professing the health benefits. And I was like, this is just not true. Or because I interview many other doctors who explain the negative side effects that aren't being addressed. Right. So anyway, I don't always agree with him. Yeah. Um, (laughs) But but I feel like we make these judgments and we should look deeper. And I what I like about Joe in particular is he's he's he wins the Cajones Awards. I don't know if you saw Bill Maher do that, which is, the you know, who's going to be brave enough to ask the questions? Who's going to be brave enough to say you think the emperor is naked and who's going to be brave enough to admit when they're wrong? Who's going to go against the grain? He makes me think. And what's where he gets no credit, and this would infuriate me if I was him, is that back in 
2020. He had a guy on early March. I'll never forget it. It was, I think it's Eric Weinstein. Eric Weinstein has a brother named Brett Weinstein, and I sometimes get them messed up. They're both scientists. Um, who was explaining all the reasons it appears very strong likelihood COVID came from a lab. Everybody attacked the shit out of these guys. Now, it's common. Not all those things he said three years ago are common knowledge, but everyone attacked have fucking damn, and no one apologized to him. He got no credit for questioning these things. And if he's wrong, he'll say like, listen, I don't know. You know, I'm just asking questions. I'll try to get a more diversified point of view. Anyway, the, the thing with Goggins, point is I'm listening to Rogan and I, you know, I scroll through and he comes up in my clips all the time on YouTube. I get a lot of his stuff on YouTube because it suggests stuff to me. Um, <clears throat> so a Goggins clip got suggested and I wouldn't have, to be honest, I wouldn't have played it. But when I fall asleep, it kind of goes to the next thing, right? right? <clears throat> so I often fall asleep with YouTube playing in my headphones, like a clip of something. And I wake up to some interview and this guy is talking. He's like, this guy's in tears talking to Rogan. And he's talking about a childhood that sounds like one of the worst you've ever heard. Father's an alcoholic, beats the shit out of his mother. He's talking about multi-generational trauma and how he was overweight and he would make excuses for why he didn't finish things and how he was allowing himself to be a victim of his circumstance. And then he decided that he was going to deal with his demons, but his father's demons didn't die with his father. And, you know, hence, and I'm like, who is this guy? Goggins. <laughs> I was like, oh, no. How? How did I miss this part of this guy? So I never looked, I guess, right? But what part were you seeing? What part were you just... Well, it just... takes a lot of depth. First of all, everything that I accused him of, like, you guys think, yeah, so that's a terrible idea to run through the desert in 100 degrees, and you know, 100 oh, miles. No water. Right, but, and, but the thing yeah. is, he, I'm like, I'm like, well, that's a fucked up guy. He tells you he's doing it because he's fucked up. He tells you that he, he has to do this. To manage the demons, to overcome these things inside of him, to fight down the victim mentality. Like he needs this extremism to hold him together. Literally, he tells you these things. Okay. I never read the book, Janice, right? I never read his book. So, you know, when people would go for a run, they're like, whenever I feel tired, I just hear Goggins. And in my mind, I'm thinking, well, that's actually when you need to give your body a break, right? I'm looking at it so. Like, that's not accurate fitness. Like, like, I never did the deeper dive into what's special about this guy. I didn't know he was a SEAL, which is a whole different, you know, most elite warriors in the world. What it takes to become a SEAL. Um, So I think the first part is that is before you throw it away just at first glance. And by the way, maybe you do hate it. Take a dive into it because there's something there for you if you're having a reaction whatever it might be. What is it that you don't like? Why don't you like it? Is it something inside of you? You know, oh, I can't stand victims. Why? Because you felt like a victim. There's always a lesson there. What does it look first? Not only will you not look stupid because you'll be educated about the issue upon which you're expanding a point of view. What is the word I'm looking for? Expounding. There's also, I'm sure, a lesson there for you. And you very well could be wrong. Most likely are if you didn't read the article right? Or 
listen, read the book or listen to that person's interview or dig deeper into their story. Um, but moving on to Goggins and what he actually stands for, that's the second part of this. And we've talked about this. I've talked about this ad nauseum. There are so many reasons that we can make ourselves victims. Really, there are that are valid. This guy has a lot of valid reasons. And I'm not suggesting that the way he's coped with them is ideal. I think he'll destroy his body by the time, you know, it's too much, obviously. Yeah. But but tape, table that. That's not what this is even about. I don't even think that's what he's about. He chose not to give in to that and to fight it with everything he has. So he's got an extreme damage and an extreme fight. Rogan comments on the fact that most people who achieve the unthinkable come from a hellish childhood. There's something to that. You do have to make a choice, though, right? Of, it's so, kids love to be a victim nowadays. There's not that kind of suck it up, builds character thing. You know why? No, and I think it's robbing people. Ready for this? It, no, it, all, it all ties back into being a part of a group. Shut up. 100%. 100%. It all ties back into not belonging somewhere and being a victim is now make it makes you it gives you belonging into a group of other people that are victimized. Ugh, really? Right, like I'm obese. Yeah, I'm a victim. Yep. I, that's what I'm I think. Trans, that's my point I'm of view. I'm a victim. Yep, I'm black. I'm a victim. And you know what's interesting? is with Lou, I am so careful because it's a very delicate conversation. So for anybody who does not know this, my daughter's name is Lou. She's Haitian and uh, black skin, the color of espresso. This is not a child that has experienced racism. I'm confident of it. It's quite the opposite up until this point. Personally, I don't want her to feel like a victim. Now, we know history She's, we did our second grade report on Rosa Parks. She knows about slavery. She knows that Haitians are not Haitian. They're Africans. She knows what Africans, how Africans ended up in Haiti. She knows all of it. But I'm not trying to get her to define herself as a victim, as a black woman. Nope. Do not want that story for her. Because reason being, and she has a lot of reasons to call herself a victim, by the way. Abandoned at 10 months old in an orphanage until two. And when I say an orphanage, an orphanage in the developing world. Okay. It's out of a movie kind of shit. Yeah. Um, two gay moms. Everybody's white. Like four gay moms. A lot, a lot has happened to this kid. A lot of reasons to call yourself a victim. But I avoid her falling into that or try to push against it at all costs because the victim mentality robs you of your ability to make change. It, it steals your power. If the man is in control of you, if whitey is in control of you, if diet culture is in control of you, well, then you're kind of fucked, right? If they're the man and they're the boss, you can rail against them. You can be mad, but you fundamentally don't feel you have the power to change. And Goggins is a perfect example of a person that has every right to call himself a victim because he was victimized. But 
chose to turn it around. Even though I think that the means he needs to turn it around, I wish would would for his his long term health. Yeah. I wish would be less extreme. Um, <clears throat> but th- that's I think there's so few of us doing that these days, and I I really admire that he is um, a person out there, right? Saying like, like I've got horror stories. You want fucking horror stories? I've got horror stories. And in spite of it all, I dealt with my demons. I deal with my demons. I fought them back. I became extremely successful and self-aware. You know what I find really interesting, though, about this conversation is when you brought up Goggins is the fact that you, because I know you love to follow the science. I do. Right. And I know I know that about you. This and I, and science, I love it. I, but that's what I mean. Yeah. And I right. love that about I, I love that about you because you do want proof. You do want facts. You want people to be accountable for something they say. But what I love about where you're going with Goggins is you've allowed yourself to go, God, the way he's dealing with this is just doesn't work for me. But you're having empathy for the way he's dealing with it. it like, yes, running across a desert with no water. That's it's cuckoo for cocoa puffs. It's a terrible idea it's when it comes te- to health, but right. it's his mental health. I guess right. he's salvaging. And so what's what what I like about it is is we all there's people who have a terrible trauma and we just go, why do they do the things they do? Why do you do that? Yeah. Right? And yeah. you kind of go, it's it's why people drink or why people do drugs. Sometimes it's like, how can you do something so damaging? And, and I know sometimes when I'm talking to other alcoholics, they will say alcohol saved my life. And you go, what are you talking about? Alcohol saved your life. And it makes sense when you go, when you think about they're in a trauma situation or something is just awful. And sometimes they drink instead of killing themselves. Yep. So, yes, it's not the best thing. And it's not the best. It's like what you're saying about Goggins. He can't do that forever. He can't do that to his body. It's like you can't drink forever. However, sometimes you go, God, that might have saved your life. Just for a minute. My mom says that. She goes, the reason giving up an addiction, be it food or be it alcohol, whatever it may be, is because at one time or another, it probably meant your psychological survival. It worked. And 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 and, and, I'm, and I'm not condoning it, it just, but sometimes it did work. It it has to stop at some point. Like, And, and I think you're right about Goggins. One day his body is just going to go... I guess that, and I only saw that stuff, and I was like, that's such a bad fucking idea. <laughs> you know, like, I, I didn't understand what he was running from. I knew he was running from something. I didn't know he was honest about it. And then the people that think it's a good idea, I'm like, you're giving bad information. But he's not, though. He's being totally transparent about who he is, why he is who he is, why he does what he does. And I I should have done a deeper dive. But you did. That, well, not, well, by you, accident. But I but formed that, an opinion by accident. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, didn't I, mean to. But it's, I, I, I do question, though, the people that go, oh, God, that's great. It's there's like, a lot of them. I know. It was funny. It's a doctor who I love. And that there's a whole generation of women that are the exact opposite to the generation we have now. And I think the pendulum on that side is too far. And I, I remember I had this conversation with Maria Shriver, and I'm going to butcher it because it was a long time ago. But it had something to do with beating yourself up. And she felt, I think, that in kind of beating herself up, she was never accepting where she was and was demanding more from herself. Mm. Right? And I was like, I don't agree, Maria. And I think 
that you doing that is like running a car on gasoline. Wouldn't we rather run the car on solar power, which is wanting more because you love yourself, not because you think you're flawed? Now, there is a time and a place to want to change because there's room for improvement. But I still think the mindset of I do this because I deserve more instead of because I should be more is important. And I think that gave birth to the opposite side of this equation of I'm perfect the way that I am. Yeah. It, yeah. You know, which is like, that's not true either. Yeah. Um. It, so anyway, this, this doc, sorry, this doctor was like, I really didn't feel like running today and blah, blah, blah. And I, I'm training for this marathon, which is also bad for you. I tell people, I'm like, that's a bucket list thing. One and done, dude. It's too much stress. It's not good for you. You want to do it. You tick it off the bucket list. You call it a day. Perfect your half. You want to do that? Perfect your half. Run a 5K as fast as you can. But it's too much stress. It's not even a question. Yeah. So it's like while I'm out there racing against the demons on the day you don't want to do it, I thought of Goggins, which in my mind happened before all of this. And I was like, oh, Jesus. Another reason this guy is just... And so I don't know. Did she know it or not? I don't know. Did he motivate her? You know, does she know his whole story? Maybe. Um, It's... I don't like it when it comes from a place of, you know, I'm not a badass unless I'm running through the desert without water. But that's not why he's doing it. So then it is everybody else's fault to not do their homework either way. Mine included. Do you you think that they're... Obviously, you're hearing the loudest voices that are saying like, oh, yeah, I need to do it because he did it. And I need to to run this marathon. But I think there's... This is why I like him. I think there's a large, large group of people that will go to 10% of what he did and be like, I'm I'm overweight or I'm this, that. Right. I'm just going to get my ass to the gym. If he could do that, I I could go to the gym. You're right, Jake. And I think that's what's cool about him. You're right. That's the motivation he's... you are absolutely right. And if he could be such, and even to the point of um, transcending the feats of fitness, if he could overcome these past traumas, I think you can handle diet culture. Get your fucking shit together. You know? Wow. I should be on a t-shirt. Thank you. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Hey, y'all, y'all. Just a wee warning. If you have kiddos with you in the car, this next segment is a tad naughty. Um, I read an article in the uh, New York Times just recently oh. how there's some towns and how some, there's some laws where they're starting to accept 
polyamorous relationships. Oh, multi-peoples? Multi-peoples. But we need to distinguish what does polyamorous mean, right? You like multi-peoples. Well, but I mean, everybody's involved. It's like you're like in a relationship with like four people, but everybody's like, together. Like dating. Oh, no. Oh, no, not like not dating. <laughs> you're dating. Who are you dating? Yeah. Uh, Ooh. You said you're, you're with, you're, you're going. We've talked about this whole multiple partner swinger thing, though, for years now. But it's not multiple partner swinger. There's a difference. What's the difference? All right. And here it is. Oh, Okay, because this is a lot of parts flying around. It's never been a thing of mine. You've never, you've never, don't like it. Have you ever, have you ever? Once and did not like it. Parts everywhere. It was very busy. It's too much. My ADD, I can't handle it. I need one thing to focus on. There was one more person? Or was there multiple people? No, one more person. And it was just one person too many. Jake, have you ever had more than the one person? In like a relationship? Or just in general? Uh, Once or twice in general. Just the, in one instance type thing, but uh, in a relationship, no. Yeah. No, no, I had one I had one experience once. Of course, it was in the drinking days, so it was very different, oh. where there was an entire group of us in a bathroom together, and someone turned the lights out, and everybody was just like, whoa, poking and Oof. pinching and Sounds awful. kissing. Yeah, it was really... This is... The, I could, you know what's weird about me? It's like, that just sounds like the Dante's Inferno, and not in a good well, way. No, like I, the ninth circle of hell. But it's becoming poking and pinching in the dark with strangers. <laughs> no, they knew Shoot everybody me in the head. No, they Throw knew some everybody. mushrooms in there. Then, right. it, then it's hell. I oh, knew God. everybody. <laughs> I knew everybody. Even worse. And, and you we see know them who... again. And yeah, we had to see them again. Okay. Now, yeah. Here Sorry. is the quiz now. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Oh, there's a quiz about if you're well, polyamorous? No, I'm just gonna ask you guys if you understand these things. Ah. Okay. Oh. Monogamous. What does monogamous mean? You're with one partner. One only. One only. Okay. Open relationship. Uh, Go ahead. Take it. Uh, you take are monogamous, but you are allowed to sexually see other people. I don't think you're monogamous then. I think oh. you're dating some one person, but by definition, you could sleep with other people. I guess it ruins the definition of monogamy. You're right. Thank you, Let sir. me do the highlighted part. Oh. An open relationship means the really is not limited to just two people. The people who are in the open relationship are open to dating other people as well. Oh. So you're in a... Oh. Jake was kind of right. You're kind of in a partnership, but you're allowed to... So, so, so wait, is it dating or is it... You know, this just... actually really does work for some people, and I don't mean to... Yes, it really it really doesn't for me, but it really does for some people. So I'm not judging. I want to be clear. I think they said, I think because monogamous, like, was such an old, it, it was like the thing. And I think that they say sometimes that the pandemic has kind of changed things. Cause people if someone realize, touches my wife, I will stab their fucking eyeballs out. <laughs> okay, what if someone touched you? I don't really, I, I'm kind of a, like, I don't, I never slept around. I don't like to be I if I don't actually like you like you like you enough to actually date you yeah I don't want to have sex with you I don't like casual sex I I don't like it and so if if I sleep with you it means I like you and I don't want to go even if there were people in the world that I could like why do I want to do that like, I like my wife. Right. You know? So, 
I don't really, I'm not, and I don't think I can do better than her. It's kind of like Paul Newman. You know, when he, he's like, why do I want to go looking for ground beef when I've got filet at home? Wow. <laughs> Seriously. No? Doesn't make sense? He's so it makes sense, but I just, it's calling Joanne Woodward a piece of meat. That's filet. Okay. No, she was in filet. She's a lovely filet. She's a lovely filet. Grass-fed organic Grass filet. Organic. Yeah, and off the record, he goes, I do love burgers, though. Shut up. <laughs> Polyamorous, which we just talked about. Yeah, like a bunch of people. Yeah. A poly is a number of people, uh, is more than two people. Other people um, are welcomed in the relationship, are not considered cheating because everybody's in a relationship together. So it's not Swingers. like... Swingers. No, this is a committed relationship. Swingadina. So. No, no, swingy, swingy, swingy. It's not swingy. Oh, You're these... thinking... So, so these are like... The group is the group. The gang's the, the gang. The group, it's like, within a, a closed group? Yeah, the four of them live together. You're not talking about the ice storm, but the keys. Oh, you mean the fishbowl? Yeah, the keys in the fishbowl, and you go home with the per person. Yeah, yeah. Keys no, that's swingy. That's swinger. That's swingadina. Okay. That's swinging. This is a repeat offender in these polyamorous. No, this is you all live together. <gasps> you are all together. Oh, it's kind of like a religious thing. No, that's polygamy. Oh, Polygamy is when you have multiple a woman people. has a woman has multiple husbands, which isn't as common, but or a man like you know those shows we see have on multiple the, on, wives on the TV. Oh, so it's one man, a bunch of women, or one woman, a bunch of men. That's not polygamy. men and women polyamorous or yeah. trans or polyamorous whatever. Polyamorous could be is going on in the household. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chickens, right. dogs. Uh, there could be a chicken. Oh, that's bestiality. That's bad. Don't do that. Yeah, no, that's not. Do in my, not engage in that. That's not on my list. Is either. there a Netflix documentary about that, Jake? I hope not. Yeah, me too. I'm sure there is. Uh, dominant and submissive relationship. Oh, hang on. I missed one. Long distance relationship. We all know what that well, is. that's stupid. That's just, you know what? Long I've tried. Really tried. Not good. Mm. Okay. Dominant and submissive relationships. We all know that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, slappy, slappy. Uh, yeah. Slappy, slappy. Now, they say, they say some people will switch. Do you believe that in a, in a, one of those relationships, they switch? I think there's an element of dominant and submissive in a lot of relationships, not to the extreme where you're into like, okay, it's a whole thing. You know, we've all seen that page on Pornhub. My point is, no, I'm or, just saying, or have we? The, 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 but, but I think most people in a relationship, one person will take turns being dominant, even if it's top bottom. It's Do you think they take turns or do you believe because men more and more straight men, more and more. Want to be spanked? Pegged. Pegged? Yeah, pegged. In the tushy. In the yeah. old tushy. Oh, that's old news. My friend my friend Christine <laughs> no. told me that a long time ago. She pegged is, that's a little, it feels extreme. That feels extreme. Pe pegged, pegged is very girls. Pegged feels, big. it's kind of like. No, it's very common these days. I'm serious. When the man, when the man, okay, if you're in Come a man. On. If you're a man, a straight man. And your girlfriend is penit We really need to put a warning on the beginning oh, of this, but it's very common. In fact, I was si I was sitting with A Rod about a month ago, and he's like, "Do you notice this trend?" He's like, "What is happening?" Because this was before he was dating his girlfriend. Actually, so many. Hey, let's wait a minute. Let's back this up again. Are you talking about the baseball player? Yeah, A Rod. A -Rod. And you're having a conversation about. Him having because he before a, a he was with his, his girlfriend. You talking about J Lo's ex? Yeah, Alex. Okay. So, wow. Well, oh, Alex. You know, Alex. <laughs> I was just talking to Alex about, you know, if he. No, no, because he. I went to his office 
to talk to him about something. So Alex was like, hey, come in. I want to talk to you about the PFL. It's, it's a, oh, I thought you were going to say, come in. I want to talk to you no. about so, something in my bum. No, he lives in Florida and I live in Florida and he's friends with Ingrid and blah, blah, blah. Okay. So he told me, he's like, swing by. I actually had asked him to help me with Yankees tickets. And he's like, come by the office. I want to see you. How is he doing, by the way? Now well, now he has a new girlfriend. Oh. Yeah. That he's gone public with. This is actually right before her. So now that I think about it, forgive me, it was several months ago. Okay. And we had gotten in this conversation and he was asking how I met Deshanna. And um, then he's like, you know, it's just not safe out there. He's like, the next thing you know, I'm going to have some woman trying to stick, trying to, this is a thing, you know that, right? I'm like, I know. Wow, what an interesting thing when you just went in for Yankees to. <laughs> no, I know him. <laughs> no, I'm teasing you. I'm teasing But he was like, we were talking about dating and everything before. And he's like, he's like, it's just, it's a whole new thing. It's, it is. So my point being, yes. I think some men are feeling more comfortable being dominated by their female partners i don't judge okay and there's a prostate in there which makes everything feel really good for them Gay. yeah it's like the male g-spot yeah yeah you know that jake a finger is fine i don't yeah. need a whole experience the other way though but yeah a little finger sometimes fine okay yeah it's okay fine. all right um uh, what? Then, then there's the codependent relationship which we know is not good that's nowhere near as fun as pegging by the way no i <laughs> I was going to say that. Some of these are flops, like you're long distance. Like you're like, I'm just going you're like to... all the way to 10 and then you drop us to like a negative one. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, I should Where say. Where are you going with this? I'm just, I'm just trying, trying to help people. No, I'm trying to say that the, that the, the, the monog monogamy is not that I could. I don't know. It's been, um, you think monogamy is outdated? Well, it, it doesn't seem to, does it really work? I don't know. It, it depends, I guess, on what's working. And I, I, I wonder if periodic monogamy, you know, meaning you, you listen, it worked with Heidi when it worked until it no longer worked. And um, I hope it works with my wife, you know, forever. If not, it's going to cost me a hell of a lot of money. But, <laughs> you know, no, but, 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 but I do believe I, I like I mean, I like the fact that you're very clear that I just I I. Because I think I feel the same. I would not want to share my partner. And I don't think I would want to, I don't know. I would kill someone. Do you, do, you, do you think men are more prone to having those feelings of just like wanting something else? You know what, like Jake? Primally? I actually interviewed a sex therapist about this on Keeping It Real a couple years ago. She's a PhD, Wednesday Martin. And she ripped me a new one and said no. She said, in fact, women... Uh, are more inclined to seek out other partners. It was a whole thing. Uh, see, we search that show. She explains, but I would tell you yes, Jake, and the answer was no. Yeah, see, I, uh, I the same. I, I think that was an, an older way of thinking. That's what she said to me. I only have my my point of view and like the point of view of my friends that are either married or in committed long term relationships. Right. Where they come to me and they're like, so so tell me tell me all the details. I I need to live vicariously through you. I you know like you know. Uh, I I even have a a friend or two who's who's married who is in an open relationship yeah. type thing that can go and it works just for get, people get their rocks yeah. off because they or get whatever. their rocks off. See, I don't have a rocks off thing with strangers. That's the problem for me. Strangers don't do it for me. I'd need to make an, a connection with you. If I make a connection with you, that jeopardizes my relationship, and I don't need that. I have a connection with my wife. At least right now. Thank God right now. Even when we're yeah. fighting, though, I always know the grass isn't greener. 
But, but maybe one day we did outgrow each other. It was really sweet, actually. I want to say, geez, Jake, maybe this was like three months ago. And I started getting into all of this micro dosing and really like diving into the psychological benefits and these super straight laced and um, the cold plunging and this and that. And that she's like, are you going to like, are you going to go crazy and join a retreat somewhere? Oh, and I'm like, no, I'm not going to. And she's just in her life. You know, sometimes people go through these transitions and they become unrecognizable. Yes. Uh, that's I, not I, me, but. But I know what you're saying. Yeah, and uh, she yeah. was <clears throat> like, she's like, babe, are you, are you gonna go uh, crazy on me? Because <laughs> it does happen. Was this when I saw you a few months ago? Yes. Okay. After that, when I got home, and she was just like, honey, you're not, you know, going down this rabbit hole all the way, right? She doesn't hate me for bringing any mushrooms. No, sweetheart. Right? No, okay. no, no, not at all. And now she's, you know, she's, she's just, and I become obsessed with all different things. Health. It's my work. It's what I do. I and um. Anyway, but there was a concern, like, are you going to change in such a way that I, we are not going to be able to walk parallel mm. lives? I can mm. see that happening to people over time. There's no question. It's happened to me. Uh, you know, Heidi and I changed in a way that, like, we're so different. I respect her, and I, in particular, respect her as the kid's other parent, yeah, but like yeah. she's so different. We we are we couldn't even be friends. Like we have nothing in common anymore. But I respect her very much. Yeah. But it's not like we can engage in a conversation over dinner that we're so different. It's crazy. Wow. That's I know. It's a shame. Yeah. But that does happen. So I think for me, what my thing personally is I'm good with monogamy until you grow just unfortunately a part and it's compromising the quality of each of your lives me staying with Heidi was compromising the quality of each of our lives she's with somebody that she's much more aligned with I'm with somebody that I'm much more aligned with um and if I could be so so bold to ask you though did you but different strokes right when you when you when you found yourselves you know we can we can leave parallel lives and we're, we're together then you can leave parallel lives where you're far apart when you started realizing you were getting far apart did you try to have an intervention oh of course for years and and it, it definitely got to the point and I, like i can't speak for her i don't know what her uh her journey was with it but dude it was it got dark you know yeah, it yeah, got yeah. dark and it got to the point where you know you're like how am i going to do this for the rest of my life how am i going to get through this and um oof it was bad. And I and I said to my shrink, I'm like, I don't think I'm okay, man. You know, I, you start to kind of think like, oh, veering off of Mulholland Canyon. Right. <laughs> well, Mulholland Canyon right now just seems like, ah. And I was like, this is not good. And that was, you know, anyway, the different segment. But the from, <laughs> different, different, different segment, segment. entirely. <laughs> I needed a, a low dose of Zoloft to get, to get uh, the ground under me there. But w with that said... I do think different strokes. If you, yeah. you know, people are like, well, you're just jealous. It's like, maybe I don't want anyone touching my wife. You're just insecure. You think that she's going to might like them better. Maybe. But it's like, that bitch is mine. I put a ring on her finger. She is my property. <laughs> <laughs> that also cost me a lot of money. I bought the right. I changed her name. I was like, fuck no. I'm going through this whole thing. It's cost me a fortune. I, I you know, it, I've, 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 I've had three weddings of which I'm hoping you're attending. And 
what I mean by three weddings is the church, yeah. the ceremony in the, the Namibian desert. And now this, this celebration in Venice, it's like, I own that bitch. I changed her name. <laughs> I'm like, you are no longer, you know, you are a Michaels now. That's it. I guess what I really the appreciate property on her forehead when the, the, the fact that you and, and I'm the same way that that we can admit, yes, in a relationship, it brings out I, I do get I do get I do get worried. I don't know. Call it lack of confidence. Then that's the way I am. I, I am that way. I lack confidence that you're going to maybe love me forever. I don't know. Maybe you won't. So it just brings out something. So it's just I also can't change that there's an intimacy that. I wonder too, because I don't, I'm not actually, I don't think of myself as jealous, but maybe I am. She's very good friends with a few of her exes and they're lovely people. I have no yeah. jealousy. People hit on her all the time, especially men, because they don't know, they can't match, despite the fact that she has a ring on her finger and it's like, I'm standing right there. You know what I mean? I don't get jealous, but there is something that we have that I don't really want someone, I don't want her to have that connection with somebody else. That's our connection. We're the team, me and you against the world. So you wouldn't, so if Jake and I decided we would like to come and be a polyamorous relationship in with you In the bathroom with the pinching. Don't the, pinch me. You're saying we're not invited? Yeah, maybe, but no pinching. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. I've got some questions. All right. I can't start the segment. All right, Jake. I'm I'm gonna do I need to write things down now? It's the quiz show today. Yes, it's the quiz show. Okay. I wanted to talk about dysfunctional family dynamics, but these two want to talk about pinching orgies and bananas. We like like the uh, we like the banana. Okay, yes, Jake. I'm ready. Fine. Okay. Go ahead. (laughs) I've started as as funny as it is, I've known you now for over ten years and we worked together regularly for seven or eight or whatever it was. Absolutely. I never was a gym guy. I never exercised that way. I like to hike or whatever. That was it. Now you're swole. I always wanted to gain weight though. And you gave me endless advice and it went in one ear and out the other. And I don't remember. <laughs> That's nice of you to share, Jake. No, 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 no. No, I remember I remember a lot of and it. And I didn't give a shit about what you said. But, I just carried on. Anyway, but, you don't actually hear things though. Did you hear that? I got to bring that down. You don't actually hear stuff, though, until you're ready. That's it. No question. And you told people that all the time. Every guest we ever spoke to, you always said, you're not going to do this until you're ready. And they would call you like, Joe, what should I do about my boyfriend? Or how do I exercise when I'm on vacation? Or I'm... Gotta be ready. They need to be ready. Doesn't even make sense until you're ready. And then one day it clicked for me about nine months ago and I started going to the gym with my best friend, Brendan, and I put on 30 pounds. Of solid muscle. Thank you. Thank you. It... And I found an appetite. I started eating different foods. And now I just have these questions where I'm like, okay, um, I'm not chiseled. I'm just bigger. I want to, you cut. know, I have, yeah, I want to cut a little bit. I have some ideas of what I want to do. But then I'm like, are bananas okay? Are bananas healthy? Oh, gosh. I've, I've spent a month forcing myself to like bananas because I think they're healthy. I hate bananas. They actually are very healthy. Okay. So, okay. 
let's the first thing is that there's conflicting information out there in large part for three reasons okay number one is going to be your goal so for example bodybuilders love protein 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 is good protein is the best protein and there's this uh this guy lane norton who actually has tons of credentials phd and went after me because i said you don't need tons of protein and my perspective is that i listen to i'm like well hold on because this isn't coming from me nice try this is coming from doctors like david sinclair who's also a phd at harvard and my point being is lane norton is a bodybuilder david sinclair studies longevity and he's a geneticist mm -hmm. So what you want and what your goal is plays a role in what you should and shouldn't be eating or should and shouldn't be doing in the gym. There's no bad or good about bananas. Okay. Now, with that said, unless you're a type 2 diabetic and you're really trying to resensitize the body to insulin, there is absolutely nothing wrong with a banana and they're great for you. The second reason you've got misinformation is agenda so when people tell you chocolate milk is great for a post-workout, who do you think funded that study? The milk people. Producers of America. Bingo. Right. So always make sure when you're looking at the information or the study, who funded it? Was it peer-reviewed by other doctors? Right. Look, at if it sounds like bullshit, it's usually bullshit. There's an agenda behind it. Then the third reason that you'll have misinformation is because of a balance component. So... You can get too much sleep. You can get not enough sleep. There's a Goldilocks zone with everything, whether it's vitamins, minerals, sleep, caffeine, alcohol. Everything has a Goldilocks zone. So sure, too much caffeine is not a good thing. But caffeine, in particular, organic coffee or matcha, has so many health benefits from cognitive function to help stabilizing blood sugar to and poop. pooping, performance enhancement. So this is where if you're like, I don't understand it. One day it's good. One day it's bad. These are the three factors that will change it. Bananas are great for you. They're loaded with fiber. Um, I believe they have a ton of potassium in them. They're a healthy carbohydrate. And there's you don't need it all. Oh, I got so much sugar. No. When, you, when you're talking about sugar, like I said, unless you are an advanced type 2 diabetic, desperately trying to resensitize the body to um, insulin again via a limited ketogenic plant-based 30-day reset, okay, you need to worry about added sugar, meaning processed food, look at the label, they add sugar into the food, not naturally occurring sugars. And we could even dive deeper when people talk about carrots. Oh, there's sugar in carrots. They look at the glycemic index of how quickly these foods convert to glucose in your bloodstream. But what you're eating that food with changes that number, the glycemic load. I'm sorry, the glycemic index. And there's something called glycemic load of how much of that sugar is actually in the carrot. And the answer is very little. So... When you start demonizing things, once again, I listened to a show with Dr. William Lee on Keeping It Real, where he talks about how we're making enemies out of foods like right. tomatoes. Right. It's ridiculous. So, no, a banana is perfectly healthy, sweetie. Yeah. Have your banana. Thank you.
And banana bread is delicious. That has added sugar. Yeah, I know. But then you add a little more. You put a little chocolate chips in that. What? Oh, my my, God. My dad, that's his special, one of his specialties. Really? Next time. Yeah. Haven't you ever had banana chocolate chip bread, banana bread with chocolate chips in it? I haven't. I was like a hardcore chocolate person. Oh. Is there more to my quiz or is it just about bananas? <laughs> it's, it's, I guess it's just. You too. <laughs> you know, Orgies okay. and bananas. This is my, yeah. so, I don't know that I can let you guys go anymore like I, this. It's just that I started with, with a, with a broad goal of, of putting on muscle and gaining weight. Uh, and now it's like, you, you mentioned sleep, you mentioned other things. It's like, okay, now I'm like, oh my God, my sleep schedule is a bit erratic. Is that going to help my. Sleep is, is really important sleep. actually. I want to tell you that, you know, oh, don't worry. But the, the reality is that your sleep does impact every aspect of your health. And Everything. A, a simple Google search will prove that true for you. From cognitive function, heart health, yeah. longevity, hormone balance, and circadian rhythms. I, I'm referencing again because this is another good show to listen to. Is you, you interview a lot of really uh, cool the people. Do- all doctors. So you you we just did a show on circadian rhythms with you know a double certified md and the the reality is that when you're sleeping regularly your body is functioning optimally that's when the body is regulating its hormones and detoxifying and doing all of this good stuff and you do want to get 7 to 8 hours in a perfect world at the same time what time do you go to bed Try to go to bed between ten and eleven. You do. I try. Yeah. I'm always asleep before midnight, though. And then I gotta get up because of the kids. I would probably normally get up at about seven thirty, but because of Lou, I gotta be up at six thirty or Phoenix like today. Yeah. Um. So you you definitely get six. Do you run on six? I definitely or... get seven. I do okay. better with eight. Gotcha. Definitely, definitely. But I definitely get seven, and I will prioritize sleep over crazily enough even over fitness because i know i can eat well over the course of my day you will okay yeah Yeah. but you want to also do and just a little quick recap you know for a deep dive like i said i got a two-hour show on this you know in circadian rhythms and keeping it real but here's the simple same bedtime blue blockers well if you're going to watch tv switch all the tech to night shift because people will say leave the tech out of the bedroom i don't know how realistic that is because people unwind with devices Block play me. a little game of uh, save the king. Hide the banana. Hide, or hide the banana. Now, That's was, nice. That'll help you sleep. Now, I was going to say, not to interrupt this this wonderful segment here, but now, what about lovemaking? That'll help you sleep. Lovemaking? I'm just saying, the, yeah, the art of the lovemaking, uh, do you factor that into your sleep? Because, you know, what if it's a, what if it's like, what if you're playing like, hi, I'm just, um, I, I'd like to cross the border. Before Could I come in? bedtime, though. When bedtime is bedtime. That's why we try to get those kids to bed. Like, the older they get, they're not going to bed. I'm like, stop. Stay away from my room after 930. Stop wow. coming to my fucking door, weirdo. <laughs> wow. Yeah. You know what else is weird about kids? You have to lock that door. They will just throw themselves right into your room. And there you are, poking and pinching. No, and I don't poke and pinch without that door lock. Because they do do that. It's like a weird ownership thing. It's like they pee on you like a dog. Like, I come in when I want. I wow. own you. Like, you do not. The door is locked. Freak. And those two little weirdos always lock their door, and I always knock. You allow your children to lock their door? Of course I do. 
Wow. I trust them. They're not like smoking weed and shit in there. They're 10. Oh, no. Now they're 11 and 13. <laughs> but <laughs> but yeah, no. They want their privacy. They want to change or do whatever things they're doing in their room in those ages. Wow. Oh, I never had It gives them a little peace of mind. No, that makes sense. Now, if they violated it and they did not open that door and, you know, in a couple of minutes when I knock on the door, the door comes off the hinges. <laughs> and I, you think I'm kidding. I've done that to Lou before. Really? Oh, yeah. She lost the door, the TV, everything. <laughs> oh, fuck yeah. Yeah, I was super pissed. Yeah. Oh, anyway, I'm sorry. I digressed yeah. about, about the love of the, the love. You do, and I did, too. I'm sorry, Jake. Yeah. Sleeping. Sleeping. <laughs> Sleeping. Um, that and then and then I'm I've been experimenting with breakfast and what I what makes me feel good throughout the day. I was I was making an acai bowl for myself every day with like uh, almond butter and you know a bunch of stuff, and I didn't realize how ca- ca- how many calorie cal- dense. how many calories it had, yeah. how much sugar it had. Does have yeah, but you've got the room to spare. If you're trying to cut. Yeah. How, all right. So I, then, now, now it's eggs and bread. How, you know. But that's, but here's the thing. There's nothing wrong with an acai bowl. I have one for lunch at least three times a week with peanut butter and cocoa nibs. And mm. the, the, the truth of the matter is, once again, it depends on your goal. You eat good. So if your goal is to shred, <clears throat> then, okay, you're going to want to give up some of the more high glycemic carbs but it it, you could still do it honey if you have a calorie deficit so if you have a calorie deficit of let's say 10 percent and you meaning you're eating you're you're burning 3,000 calories in a day and you're eating 2,500 500 calorie deficit a day you'll you'll shred out over the course of a couple months without doing damage to your metabolism and You'll get there. You can still have the acai bowl. Mm-hmm. So there, I think people overcomplicate it. I can, I can honestly say, oh yeah, you know, those foods will, those foods will change your metabolism by what a hundred calories a day and a great and your be, best date. No, people. Again, I reference my favorite diet of all time, the Twinkie diet. Professor of nutrition. His name's Mark Halb. Yeah, ate nothing but crap and ate less of it and lost 27 pounds in 10 weeks. Is that the McDonald's guy? Uh, No, that's um, that's a different guy, but I know who you're talking about. He he, he lost a bunch of weight just eating. Yeah, yeah, eating shit, eating crap. But the point being, now, health is a different conversation and an acai bowl is perfectly healthy. That's all I really got. Oh, good, because I got to order us lunch. Yeah, I'm starving. Can you hear my stomach? I'm not allowed to chew, but you can... Good grief. 